catch. Yeah. Oh. Well, I was way too enthusiastic considering what we're about to talk about, but uh, no dental. So we don't have Mr. Positive uh, with us this week, which is uh, will be a nice break considering our tone. Um, the, hello, the hello is where my positive starts that's, or stops. That's why I, so I well, said it was positive for a little bit. I'm done the positivity now. The only thing that's changed in the last week in Raptorville is you're off your deathbed and I'm climbing onto mine. (laughs) So, uh, and speaking of deathbeds, I think the Raptors might be climbing onto theirs as well. So, um, so listen, here's where we're at. We're going to have a big grading system. Uh, we're going to grade all these players, uh, which we're going to do next week when Deno's back. Actually, I've got a whole, you know what? I'm going to steal a little Bill Simmons. Uh, we're going to grade, which he doesn't do, but we're going to grade our players. And then we're going to do a trade value just for Raptors base players. Who's got the best trade value? So we're going to do that uh, coming up too. Uh, so with that, this is going to be uh, brief. I've got a special AOB, uh, but you and I will be relatively brief. Uh, so DP, I was just talking to you. You're going to have to uh, have a couple more cigarettes during your workout this time to uh, make up for to, to get to your 50-minute 50, 50 minute workout because this is going to be about 20. <laughs> Uh, all right, Kitch, with that, before we dive into Monday night's action against the, uh, the Sixers, another uh, gut punch loss, uh, why don't you just uh, give Raps Nation a little uh, insight into where your head's at? What has happened to the chemistry of the Toronto Raptors? Like, we were a team that played as a unit, that, that were very strong in ball distribution. We had a great, like, it's just, that's just disappeared. It's like we're just a bunch of individuals out there right now. And, uh, it's like we don't run plays, we don't play defense anymore. Like everything, everything's imploding. I, like I, I, as you saw in my endless texts during the game, uh, I'm very emotional with this. I'm having trouble accepting the fact that this team, which was such a great run heading into the end of last season, is so bad right now. What is happening? Um, well, listen, I can vouch uh, Raptors Nation for Kitch's volatility on the um, on the WhatsApp chats during these games. Even even before, like I can't remember after which game it was. I think it was Sunday night's game that we got dump trucked by Golden State. The text came out and said, uh, I've already bet the Sixers minus six and a half for tomorrow night. That's how frustrated Kitch got because obviously I won't go there. I'll tell you, that's the sign of the apocalypse. If I ever bet against the Raptors, that's <laughs> that's one of the signs of the apocalypse for sure. But Kitch went there, but we understood uh, volatile emotional times. Yeah, and uh, of course I lost because if the Raptors are going to lose, you got to lose by six and a half. You got to lose by seven if you're going to lose. Don't keep it close and lose because then I'm mad you lost and I lost my bet. So like, like that didn't even work out. Well, you know, but there are a couple times, and there were twice in that game where you thought that bet looked really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there were yeah. big leads at one stage, too. And then all of a sudden, we looked like a team. But to your point about the chemistry, um, I mean, I noticed it more on defense than anything else. Like, we are – we're kind of broken defensively. It is amazing uh, the number of good looks that these other teams continually get against us. Like, it's no – I mean, Draymond Green hit three three-pointers against us. That's the first time all season he's hit three three-pointers in a game. It might be the first time in three years that he's had three three-pointers in one game. You know, Jordan Poole goes off for 43. There's always Harris, these highlights. Harris. Harris in the Sixers game. Well, yeah, like, I was going to get to him and say those two threes at the end, even though one didn't count. But I was like, but my point is, is that where there's always these highlight real games for these other guys when yeah. they're playing us defensively right now. That, again, is not coincidence. That is a trend that speaks – uh, emphatically about our defensive uh, chemistry. Uh, I like that word. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, if you go into Monday night, like, look at that. We have a, I don't know, was it a seven-point lead with two and a half left? It was something like that. It was, it, it was seven. Yeah. And what happens? Comes across, uh, you know, we have a defensive breakdown. Harris gets a wide-open three. Boom, it's four points just like that. And then we'll get to our offensive production in the fourth. But then, I mean, that's what it is. Like, so, yeah, it it is it's horrible right now on defense 
And I'd say team morale doesn't look great either. Well, no. And, and like our team prides himself on defense. Like, like Nick nurse in the, in the, he says, you know what, we're going to lead by, by our defense. Uh, our team is built around defense. Uh, we score our, we score our points based on our defense. Like we are a defensive focused team that is not playing defense. So that's not a good recipe for success. Well, and then that, and in addition to you, uh, you add the fact that we are really struggling shooting it from anywhere, <laughs> let alone three-point land. Uh, yeah, it's it's a real, real problem. So the Simmons podcast uh, today, was it today? Yesterday, came out yesterday. Uh, they got to the Raptors at one stage, and they were just, him and his guests were just sort of dumbfounded as to where the, the Raptors were. And they were talking about, I mean, they're, they're saying the same thing. It's like they were listening to us. They were saying the same things that we've been saying. Something's not right. The team doesn't seem to fit. The pieces don't fit, uh, and that there's a there's a a real issue, uh, and not obvious that it's going to get turned around anytime soon. And I, I, I mean, we're thirteen and eighteen right now. We're going against the Knicks team has won seven in a row, and then you look at the, our lineup the rest of the, the calendar year. You you could paint a loss and like there's no there's yeah. no easy game. Well, and, they, and like you like the guys that Matty D said that, that we got the fifth hardest schedule in the NBA at the current time for the rest of the season. I'm like, oh, the fifth hard, that's, that's that was the stat they threw it twice in the last two games. Fifth hardest Ooh. schedule from now to the end of the season. Well, I guess, you know what? Listen, I guess we can take some solace in the fact that Orlando walked into Boston and beat them twice. Yeah. So yeah. That made me feel a little bit better about our, about our situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so, I, so like I said, it doesn't get any easier. All right. Listen. But the, thing, the thing that's tough here is, is, and the thing that I have trouble with that, with that sort of uh, train of thought is it's not like we brought a bunch of, new parts in and the things aren't fitting right. Like things aren't working right. This is the same team that fit at the end of last year. Now we got injured and got beat up in the playoffs. Um, but, but they fit going and they, and they came out of the gates. Okay. This year they were fit. But so what has happened? Cause the roster hasn't changed. So what has happened with these guys that no longer fit? There's gotta be something out there that is just, I have guys aren't buying in anymore or something, well, something's, something's going to rye. Well, listen, the whole Nick Nurse thing, I think, is real. I'm not saying it's at a stage where they're going to fire him midseason. I, I would be shocked if they fired him midseason. I would be shocked. If he, I guess I'd be surprised if he wasn't our coach at the start of next year. However, there does seem to be uh, – I mean, you could certainly question whether or not his voice has been lost a little bit, right? Yeah. Even uh, listener Brock pointed that out the other day. He, he's, you know, he sort of feels – he feels it a little bit. When we're at the games, it kind of feels like that a little bit. Maybe that's losing. Who knows? Like – uh, we're not inside the locker room. No idea. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a, this is just a tough spot to be in. Um, and, you know, you, you're talking about this team being uh, the same this year as it was last year. We should go back. Maybe we'll get Deno on this week. You know, maybe on Christmas Day, we'll get down and do some research um, on where were we at the end of last season. We should go back and look at the last 10, 15 games of last season figure out what our stats were as far as defensive efficiency, shooting, assists. Let's just see where we're at. Because I wouldn't be surprised if if it wasn't drastically uh, – oh, sorry, if it wasn't close to being the same. Like I, I bet there's a drastic difference between last year and this year. It just feels different, obviously, when you're winning those games. But I'm going to keep harping on last year. We got gifted five or six wins at home, and then who knows how many wins we got on the road when teams weren't at full strength and COVID. Like, you just – you can't – I think people have minimized that. Right? I think people have asked, we were, were we really a 48-win team last year? And if you go based on this year, because it is the exact same team, we're probably not. But we'll see. But let, listen, let's break down uh, 
76er fourth quarter offense for a second, because I think that's important to, you know, I think it speaks to the Nick Nurse thing a little bit because he kind of like, I really was down on him for that fourth quarter as much as I was on Siakam and some of his uh, shot selections, but clearly. And, and overtime too. You got to throw overtime oh, in there. That's well. right. And overtime. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, the fourth quarter and overtime. But I mean, look at that stuff at the end, of, at the end of games, like even the, the bucket that Siakam threw in to, to tie it up, like that was kind of a prayer. Oh. Was, that wasn't a set play or, you we, know, if anything, got, I was like, going to kick it back out to Freddie at the top of the key, but he probably thought, you know what, Freddie hasn't made a three in an hour and a half. I'm not going to throw it back to him. Like um, Boucher, Boucher's three, like step back through that went in. That, like, that was, that should never go in. There was another one right before that. I can't remember who shot it that shouldn't have went in. And like, so usually when you got these crap threes that go up and they go in, usually you win that game. Usually you get lucky and you win that. But we still found a way to lose, even when we made shots that weren't good, good high percentage looks. Well, look at our last four minutes of regulation and then all of overtime. We scored two points in overtime. Okay. Yeah, two. And if you watch those offensive sets, there is almost no ball movement. I mean, yeah. literally no ball movement. There was maybe a screen at the top of the key, and then it was who's ever got the ball is going to try and do something one-on-one with very little action anywhere else in the in the uh, half-court set. Yeah. And then you look at that last play when we're down three. I mean, first of all, I don't even think we want Siakam shooting that three. Like that's got to be Freddie or OG. There's got to be a set play run for Freddie or OG to get that look. Um, yeah. Or even, you know what? If Malachi Flynn's going to be on the court and he was, I'd rather have him shoot it. Yeah. Uh, wow. That stage. Yeah. That's no, desperation wish, stages for you. But the last thing I want is Siakam with no screen dribbling one-on-one and then off the dribble, pull up three. Like that thing never had a chance. And I'm just no. sitting there going, well, what is that? Why is that happening? Like that's on nurse. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. We don't have. Well, yeah, I agree. Nick Nurse is like Nurse. Does score two points? He's got to run some set plays in in and and ball movement like this one on one stuff. It's never worked for us ever. And and why why do we keep defaulting that? And we did it on every possession in overtime. Every possession was a one on one. wasn't any ball movement. We're a team that prides itself. Like he's got to yell out like your midget your midget boys coach did five touches boys five touches before we take a shot five touches like, <laughs> who's your you uh dale uh what was the, what was his name who just dale something chipwich chipwich was chippy chippy chipwich oh, was, he was the shooter but dale was dale uh norman dale norman dale was the coach yeah four <laughs> passes no one shoots for four passes but yeah it is, i know it's gonna i mean john make sure you cut this up because people will love this on tiktok if we start talking like this but it, it is kind of true like we almost need that fundamental of like okay boys like to your point about our 95 coaches, how about cut some tape and says, guys, look at the looks we're getting when we have more than two or three passes. And then look at exactly. the looks we're yeah, exactly. It is. And then have them buy in and, and run sets. Well, listen, we sound like a broken record. It's so yeah. frustrating. It is so lazy. But what I, I sort of went back and watched games. I'm thinking, what's, what's wrong here? We don't have that player. We don't have the player on the, on the court who can elevate everybody else's game like can make everybody else look better like we got we we got these guys come in and they shoot like freddie goes off for 30 30 plus siakam goes off the next night for 30 plus we got these individual guys that can have big nights but then like are the 76ers siakam goes for 38 uh, yeah 38 and then og and boucher our next highest score is at 13 and boucher's coming off the bench so our next starters at 13 everybody else below that like if siakam scores 38 that's got to somehow translate to to, to making the rest of the team play a little bit better. And we don't have that guy. And I know at the beginning of the year, we, we really hoped and thought that Scotty could be that guy where Scotty could create some offense and, and Scotty could make everybody around look better. But he has not. He has not been doing that lately at well, all. Well, he's very inconsistent, right? It was a terrible game in Philadelphia for him. I mean, yeah. I think he was 6-4-3. and three. 
He got benched. He got benched for most of the fourth, and uh, and they brought him back in with two minutes in the fourth. Yeah, he's not looking – just inconsistent. Because the two games before that, I would say those were solid games. But again, like the game before that oh, – sorry, uh, was it the game before, the game we were at? Like he's knocking down two or – I think he had two or three threes. Like that's not going to happen every night for him. He has done nothing. I was going to bring – I was just going to bring Barnes up. I was going to do word association. Just say Scotty Barnes because I'm I'm – I'm beyond concerned about his development. Mm-hmm. He's added nothing to his game that I can tell. And then mm-hmm. I would say the intangibles he brought last year, with whether it be just hustle, rebounding, offensive rebounding. Like, I think his offensive rebounding, and again, we'll get Denno on the stats on this on the Boxing Day. Uh, I think his offensive rebounding is way down year over year. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would be my gut feel that it's way down. Uh, so I'm gonna we'll figure some of that stuff out. But yeah, he just. There's something missing. And I, this goes back to the whole thing. Like, is there something missing with all of that? Boucher is another good example. Great game in Philly. You know, all over the boards, 13 points. Was a bit of a, you know, a, a menace on defense. Was just, was long, had a couple blocks. Like, but that's every four or five games now for him. Yeah. We can't have that. And then that gets nursed into these rotations where he's like, okay, well, I got played good last game. I'll put it. And then next thing you know, it's a shit game. He goes, all right, yeah. well, he's up. like, yeah. So I think Nick's got to make some tough decisions too on the rotation and tighten it up. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's, yeah, listen. we're a team. We're a team of individuals right now. We're a team of individuals. We're not like, so we're, we're not, we're not playing as a unit. So maybe that unit's got to spend more time together. I don't know what it is, but it, like, there's no, there's no cohesiveness on the offensive end. It's just sort of, it's, 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 it's it really looks dysfunctional. Yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't look like a pro offense of any no. kind. No. Yeah. No. And then, I mean, Last thing on this because we are beating the horse here, but like, look at us at the end of games here again. Like, our only play in the last five minutes of a tight game is to sit there and get the ball to Siakam and say, "Okay, figure it out," and hope. Yeah, and, and hope. hope. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's like, how about how about let's run a pick and get Siakam on a screen, and maybe he's got a line a lane to the hoop then, or he gets fouled on the way to the hoop. Not just here's the ball, eighty five feet from the. From the uh, from the net, net, we're gonna go all stand in the corner, just try to score for us. Like that's not that is not an offense. That's not an offensive play. Come on, and that is that is part that is partial on Nick. That is partially on Nick for sure. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how it could be on anybody else to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, listen. At the Knicks tonight, shockingly, we're only getting a point and a half. Which honestly, I really no. wish I didn't okay, have this. There you go. I'm going two for two. I'm betting the Knicks. That's it. Oh, I'm on the Knicks. I'm on the Knicks tonight. I wish, I wish I, I wish it was in my jeans. I wish, I wish I could do it. I really do. Cause if I honestly, if anyone in Vegas is listening to this or any, if you have any access to any betting site, of course, you're not going to get it tonight, but the, even the next game, if they lose tonight, get killed. And they're, and that spread's not who they got next. Oh, they got killed. They're in Cleveland on Friday. That spread will be eight or nine, but even that bet it, bet it I mean, they're <laughs> like, we got to get out of this funk somehow, but I don't think it's, ha- I don't think it's happening. I don't have any, Feel whatsoever that we're coming out of this anytime soon. Did the Knicks win last night? Did they pull it off? Beat they by lose? thirty. Beat the Warriors. The Warriors that beat us by twenty. <laughs> uh, the Knicks beat by thirty. But we're going to lose by fifty. Holy cow! Oh, good. Yeah. Simple math. Simple math. <laughs> so we are. Yeah. Well, you like. Then you know what? Your bet should be good tonight. You bet it should, should, be, should be more than one and a half. <laughs> uh, all right. Listen. We should probably. Anything else in Raptorville that we need to? You want to go mid to half term? What's going on with the squad? Well, no, we're going to do all, we're going to do that all next week with our grading and uh, trade value system. So we're not. So we're going to wait. We're going to wait to discuss next week how I'm going to trade Freddie. We're going to hold off that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, can you talk about that'd be a nice trade value uh, segment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, but that's everyone is talking about how he's the guy that probably has to go and would bring back the most right now, which is actually kind of well. They're saying that in the context of your OG's not available. I actually think OG would probably get us the most right now if we were willing to willing to part with him. Really, I, I think I, so. I think I'd so. go more Freddie. OG's not going to score thirty points in a game for you. Yeah, but he's that whole. It's that whole model. NBA guy, right? I mean, he's long, lanky, great defensively, shooting yeah. it okay from three, right? Like, yeah, I think he's a new piece, NBA, he's a, new he's NBA a, like he's a better guy. piece on the championship team, I think, than than Freddie would be. Oh yeah, I yeah. think so. Right. Well, he's very, very, very different too. So it depends on the team too. It depends on what the team, the hole on that, the hole on that team. Does that team does that team need a point guard or do they need a power forward? So, oh, I lost you. Did you mute yourself? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, we'll dive into all that next week, and uh, we'll figure out who's got the best trade value, and we're going to grade our players. Even though I saw some of the previews on on the Deno Kitsch grading system, we are three of us are not on the same page with some of those grades. (laughs) I was trying to be kind of nice, but it was tough. I think you were too nice in some cases. I think both of you. I was trying to be nice. I was trying to. I was trying to. I was looking for Deno. I was trying to be nice for Deno because Deno thinks we're a little too negative, and uh, so I was trying to. Yeah, you know what? But I got I got some feedback about Deno being too positive last week. Oh yeah, he Good. wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't seeing. Yeah, it's, well, it's true. I mean, rose-colored glasses. That whole his whole life is one lens of rose color. <laughs> well, kind of, kind of. Well, I'll tell you what. It's parts of it. Right. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on. Anything else? Uh, NBA. We should. NBA. I don't think anything else NBA related. No, we probably yeah. should talk about the league and one of these things. Something, something a little more interesting, so we get out of the negativity of the Raptors. Well, no. I don't want to do that. Well, when there's something positive to talk about, when the, when the Raptors are winning, then we'll be positive about everything. But the NBA sucks. <laughs> if the Raptors are losing, the NBA sucks. It's a stupid league. I might start watching college. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen, let's, uh, we're, yeah, we're brief today because, uh, of course, I'm under the weather. I've got nine people coming to my house. Um, <laughs> so, all right. We, what are we, backyard? We're backyard. We're going to start, though, before we head into backyard, we're going to start with some NFL talks. We talk because, Backyard gambling is, is NFL driven, sure. So we we can't go through this without uh, bringing up. Um, so now I've got I've got so I'm a fan of the Raptors, obviously, and I got Nick Nurse in his downward spiral here, only to be followed by my New England Patriots and the end the end of the Belichick regime. I think I think Bill has finally got to the end now, and after the debacle at the end of that Raiders game with the with the pitch back, and it was it was shocking. I watched it probably ten times, thinking, "What went into that whole decision making of this decision by the player? Like, what, what what actually what actually occurred in his mind? And the fact well, that it always sideways, and the fact that, and then Belichick, well, it's not a good play. Like, just I, I, there's a point where, and it's, the offense of New England is awful to watch. They, the, the, um, Patricia Patricia is not an offensive minded coach. She'd never be there. His son, Belichick's son, is the def- the, working on the defense. Son, well, that's, 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 <laughs> a little bit of just that's, that's just putting my son in there as a job. It's, that's an easy job. Don't need any experience there. So it's it's uh, it's the end. It's the end of the regime for for Mister Mister Bill Bill Bill. Bill. I want to see him go out on a high note. One of the best coaches out there. Don't don't stick around for another three or four years and 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 try to put lipstick on a pig. It'll just make well, your, make your dynasty worse. So this is on the Simmons pod this week too. Where they are talking about how. Uh, He's sticking around for the all-time, all-time coaches win, right? He wants the win. So. What's that? Yeah, like, that's well, like uh, twenty. He's got like twenty-eight more wins. Oh, 29? I think they said thirty-two. 
Not 32. So, okay. We call it 30 by the end of the season. So he's got, and that's at least, three, that's probably three more seasons. That's three oh, ten seasons. That team, it's four. Probably four with that team. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't he's know. 69. Does he want to do this so 73? But like, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure Kraft has got the pay. Like, like Kraft, Kraft wanted Garoppolo. He, uh, or, or Garoppolo. Either one. That guy yeah, as well. Yeah. Take one. yeah and, one. uh, and they stuck with Brady, and then Brady left and won a championship because he didn't want he didn't want Brady around anymore. And it's like I think uh, I think Bills pushed a few things lately that haven't and and they gave Bill the draft this year. Like they said, here Bill, here's a lot of money, make the draft, and it did nothing. It was atrocious with it. So I, I'm I'm thinking he's getting a little little tight. I think there could be a, a, a amicable 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 exit at the end of this year. Well, there is that speculation. There is that speculation. I mean, Kraft, there's a wedge there with those two because of the whole Brady thing. And I mean, so so who knows? I mean, I'm not that dialed into that uh, scenario. But uh, I mean, that game was horrible. like you just can't lose a football game like that. I mean, tie game, you won overtime, right? Yeah. I mean, and the chance of that play working. But Myers did come out and say, Jacoby Myers, he said like that wasn't the coaches weren't telling us to Lauer. We we Stevenson Lauer to him. He just thought, well, I'm hot potato. But then just the decision where he was throwing that ball to forty yards back. And what? And one there's only one uh, patriot in that area, right? Like yeah. so, like what was that guy going to do? Yeah. Right? Who's What's he? Mac Jones going to do catching yeah. that ball? Who's he laddering it to? So, yeah, that was that is amazing. The the stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, that was wild. And for and then the only thing is, it, it, the biggest thing is that everyone's like, well, it's a Belichick team, right? If that's any other coach in the league, like, yeah, they take it on the chin too, but it's magnified because it's Belichick, right? That play. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of I kind of feel for him. But yeah, listen, I'm not sure anybody should be coaching. Uh, any professional sports team in their seventies. No, that should be I, a rule. I 100% agree with that. Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to hold public office in your seventies, and you nope. shouldn't be allowed to be the head coach of a billion-dollar franchise. And you can't. You shouldn't be able to run a country. Yeah, well, it's public office. I mean, okay. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. <laughs> I mean, you. I don't think you have recovered yet. I think you still have medical. <laughs> um, all right. Well, listen, thank you for that. Uh, that Belichick rant. That's and then uh, the NFL. The NFL in general. This is going to be my drives crazy. We got another one, so I'm going to throw us in here. I watched, because I was COVID, I watched a ton of football. I probably watched 30, 30 hours of football in two days on Saturday, Sunday. And I can't get over how bad the NFL officiating is this year. It was, pro, it, that was, it was the most, it was the worst display of officiating I've seen in any sport was the NFL wrestling weekend. Like that, that, uh, that Monday night game was Monday night, the Washington game at the end of the, at the end of the Washington game, that ref, so the Poor McLaren, he, he, McLaren, or McLaren gets up to the line. He looks at the ref, points and says, like, is this okay? The ref ignores him. And then, and then and they're running like a quarterback sneak. So not, the, it's completely irrelevant to where that receiver is. And, uh, and the guy runs the sneak. He gets it in. And that judge throws a flag on the sideline. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, for, a, for a nothing to do with the play. But I, I find that when I come to the conclusion after watching these games, like I was watching KCS, and there was like five pass interferences in a row, two legitimate, three very questionable. There's so many refs on the field in the in the NFL, and I think they're all just trying to justify their existence. Like they have to feel some sense of importance, so they are calling the most uh, ticky tack or most uh, not 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 major infractions because they they want to feel relevant. They want to throw they want to throw a flag. They want to make a penalty call. The refs have to let it's football boys. The refs have to let the game boys and girls. The refs have to let the game happen so that that the uh, that the players can play because I, I watched so much NFL football this week. I'm like, every second play, it seemed like it was stopped with a with a with a flag. Well, that's no fun to watch. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the audience can tolerate uh, us breaking down every one of the uh, NFL referee 
place you didn't like this weekend. That, that's a pod. That's a three week pod to itself. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot. I know because I got the te- I got a text on everyone. You, uh, you may want to. We won't let the audience know what the reason behind your intensity of watching uh, the Kansas City game. But that's that's a whole other story too. Uh, but listen. Uh, maybe listen. Maybe an NFL referee is like a Raptors uh, assistant coach, just sitting around trying to justify their existence. Not I doing it. Is. I yeah. think it is. They're trying yeah. to trying to find a reason to throw a flag. Don't Hope do that. All right, listen. Thank you. Uh, right. Let's let's move on. Let's get our picks back, in. Backyard um, gambling. All right. Yeah, backyard gambling. Our picks. Quick. What drives AOB, and then I gotta go. Last week, stellar week, stellar stellar week for for the whole the whole group, the whole my betting account. Probably the best. One of the best NFL weeks I've had in, as far as I can remember. So, last place. Last place going into the week was Denno. Uh, he had three unders. He had uh, San Fran Seattle under, Tennessee Chargers under, New Orleans Land under. Three and O Denno. All three came in under. Oh, hot. Um, so, big win for him. 14 and 13. Denno's 14 and 13. First time in the year he's above 50%. 52%. Yeah, first time ever he's been above 50%. Well done, Denno. Well done. Second last week. <laughs> and second, because he got to make his own picks. Um, Bart, San Fran over Seattle by eight oh, covers. Easy, easy. Cincy over Tampa came back. And I, did re- I actually only saw the first half of that game, and I wrote that off. I'm like, oh, my God, what happened yeah. second half? Same thing. I went out that night. I had dinner out that night. I did the same thing. I was like, oh, it was 17 nothing. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's done. Yeah. I'm, I made a significant wager on it. Too. And I came home. I was, what a pleasant surprise that was. <laughs> <laughs> and then your lock, your lock, and uh, – Riding the red hot, the red hot Detroit Lions, who battled back hard in that game and are actually very entertaining to watch. I recommend you watch the Lions game now. <laughs> they went twenty to seventeen. Bart goes three and zero on the week, one and zero with his lock. There you go. I'm fifteen back, and tw- fifteen and twelve, fifty six percent. So that's that's winning strategy. That's great. Um, I was you should have parlayed that. That's, that was my parlay win of the week. Bart was those three picks because I was the ones I wanted to. So you should have done that in your betting account. You would have been much more profitable if you had, a, had, a, had a followed your followed your wishes. I, I, I did okay this week. Don't don't. That's okay. fine. That's fine. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my token pick you gave me was a San Fran one, so that was good. Twenty one thirty. So I got that one well. there. And then bullshit. my desperation, I was I'm just gonna throw in I Dallas Jacksonville. That definitely went over the the forty seven with a great great comeback by Jacksonville. And then I I, I looked at a Sunday night. For some reason, in my desperation to try to feel like the Giants skins over, I mean, why would I have ever bet the Giants skins came to go over? But somehow, in my, you know I was pan- I panicked. I panicked last you week. Did. You did. totally panicked. You know what? That was like I would hate to see you have to pull the pin on the grenade in a must in a must do situation and actually let go. <laughs> like I don't think that would work well. I would not want you being in charge of the grenade. Oh, I blow us all up. I'd blow us all up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You'd pull the pin and not throw it for sure. <laughs> I'd probably throw I'd the pin. I'd pull the pin and throw the pin. I throw the pin. I keep the grenade. Exactly. <laughs> so two and one. I went two and one of the week. Uh, 15, 11, and one at 58%. So still on top. Solid. Still on top by half, half game over Bart. And uh, and one and one and a half over Denos. So it's a tight race. We're all right there. All right. Do you have Denos picks? I've got Denos picks. He's last. So Denos in for three unders again this week. He's got the, and he's got some low unders. So the weather's supposed to blow in this weekend, apparently, because these unders on, on, the, yeah. on the NFL are, are low, which is always a sucker's bet. These guys, these guys can under, can figure out how to play in, in snow a lot of times. So be careful if you're betting these low unders in these NFL games. So Dallas got the Jets, the Jets, Jets versus Jacksonville under 36. So only 36 points. He likes the under. He's got Baltimore, Atlanta under 36 and a half. And he's got the Chargers and Indy under 46. I think that's the Monday nighter. Uh, Chargers and 
So too low, <coughs> too low, uh, too low unders at thirty six on. Wow, on the Sunday on the Sunday. Yeah, I'm going lower. I'm going lower. I never do. I never do unders, but I'm going lower. Oh, you're buying into the snow thing? Well, listen, I do a little bit more research than just headlines. It's gonna be yeah. There's gonna be a storm. Can I do a little more research? Cleveland's going to be a mess, an absolute mess. Uh, so let's lead right into it. that. I almost made it my lock, but I'm not going to make it my lock. But I'm doing the under. Thir- it's 32 and a half right now. I'm under Cleveland. Uh, and who are they playing? 32 and a half. Who are they and playing? The Saints. Saints. I'm under 32 and a half. Love that wow. one. Wow. Uh, um, for my second pick, and I, I mean, I, you know, I must admit, this is not a great week, but I'm going to keep riding. I'm going to keep riding what got me here this week. Uh, my second pick, I'm doing Niners minus seven at home against the Commanders. Was my, Love was my that. Lock. You took my lock. Uh, well, you know what? This way you cannot you cannot uh, jump on it as well. Uh, and then last, and I'm going to lock him up one more time. You got to ride the Express, baby. The Lions Express. Oh, I'm locking them up. The Leos. I hate being the Leos. In Carolina, even though that one does scare me a little bit. They just, I have a bad feel about it because, they're, the, you know, the Lions – they're now literally in playoff contention, so you know a bad loss is coming, right? You know they put themselves to be where they're supposed to be. I love, I love them this week. Bad loss is coming. But I'm locking them up this week. Locking them up. San Fran, so I did I did actually say I was smart this week. I made six different picks knowing that you would take two of mine. So you did take two of mine with the San Fran and Detroit. So I, I, will, I will not take those, even though those are my top two favorites. Well, no one I cares. Take, Just give us your pick. No one cares. I'll take uh, Cincy. I'll take Cincy over New England. Yeah, I don't mind. I like that. Minus a three. Uh, since he's going in one direction, New England's going in the other direction. So I'm going to ride the momentum there. I'm going to take Tennessee over Houston. I think Houston played the Super Bowl last week against KC. Lost that one. I don't think they have any reason to show up this week. So I'm going to take Tennessee minus the four over Houston. Tennessee's still fighting for playoff positioning. That's only four. Jesus. And uh, my third one, I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins, who solid squad over Green Bay at home minus the four. Um, I just don't think Green Bay's for real. I think Miami's no. still half decent out there. So, you know, I do like that one too. I, I do. I think that's it. Yeah. But what a terrible slate of Christmas games! Oh my God! Really? Green Bay, Green Bay Dolphins, Denver Rams, and Buccaneers Cardinals for, for oh, Christmas. Oh, that's that's the that's Christmas Day. Yeah, that is oh, Jesus. Like that's one where I mean, I know what's happened. Like I mean, I'm pay attention to any oh, of the that. NBA's on. The NBA's on. Go watch NBA. Let's say. Yeah, but. I'm not going to get too geeked up about that, especially Steph's out with Golden State. Like, who cares? Like, it's the uh, what was I saying? The uh, and that like the like the you know, how bad are the Cardinals for the Buccaneers to be favored by seven on the road in Arizona? Well, they're on their third string quarterback. Yeah, so it's bad. But Still, I the Bucks. Bad. Yeah, the Bucks. But the Bucks must must win. Like the Bucks have to win this game. So they're a, they're a terrible right, team. Let's, let's move on here. Okay. Uh, what drives? Do you want me to? I'm. Want me to start? Yeah, you start. I already did a bit of, bit of one with football, so you can start. Well, mine just happened uh, two hours ago. So today was a big day. I was supposed to have uh, lunch, my annual Christmas lunch with my two directors. That's uh, coach, my bosses. And uh, But I woke up this morning. They're both a little bit older. One's very sort of COVID sensitive. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do the right thing. I'm just going to say, let's, let's wait till next week. So, you know, they come back. They get my email. Sorry to hear that, Dave. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Two hours later, I get this like panic text from one of the directors. Any chance we can talk right now? Like, I guess. I mean, you know, I'm not like I told you, we're not getting together because I'm not feeling great. But whatever. So, by the way, I hear from this guy two, three times a year. But today, all of a sudden, panic email. 
so I call him back and first thing he says is, uh, can you please call me back on WhatsApp or FaceTime audio? Because apparently whatever we're going to talk about, if it's on the cellular network, someone could be listening. So I was like, oh, okay. So then I had to figure out how to do that. So I, I did that. I called back. And the reason why I wanted to call me was ridiculous. Uh, I did not need my immediate attention. But he kept me on the phone for 45 fucking minutes. I was like, you, I've told you. Very clearly, we couldn't do lunch today because if you assume that someone's not feeling great, the last thing you want to do is chat them up, right? And talk to your he was total disregard for any. Like, thank God it was nothing, right? Like, I, but I was just like, how could like if I knew a staff member was sick and I and I had to speak to him, I'd call my like, hey, listen, sorry to bother you, I know you're not feeling well. I need you for two seconds. It would be two seconds, and I would be done. Forty five minutes rambling. I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> I was so angry. I was so angry. I was just like, God damn it, you are a crazy person. I thought it was, I thought it was your termination lunch. That's good. I thought that. Well, listen, I always assume it is. Uh, but no, it, wasn't <laughs> of course you it was not. No, no, this was far more self-serving for them than it was for me. So that, there you go. So I, here it is. All right. If someone has informed you, what, regardless of whether you think they are or not, if someone's informed you're not feeling great, don't chew their ear off later. That's it. Give them the day. Give them 24 <laughs> hours. Get the. Get yeah. to the point. Yeah, move and, on. And get a result. Five minutes. Like, hey, I don't know. Totally okay. But 45 minutes. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> All right. What drives me crazy? It's going back to football. This whole college football bowl game thing is becoming a complete farce. So I'll, I'll give you an example this weekend. So I was watching the Cincinnati versus Louisville. So two, two kind of rivalry schools playing at a bowl game, one of, the, one of the early bowl games at Fenway Park. I think it was, I think it was, I don't give a shit bowl. I think that's what it was. Well, I think you're the only one watching no one, it in Canada. You would have been the well, only Canadian so watching I, that game. I, I, I'm the only Canadian for sure. So I, there's no one playing these bowls and no one's coming to watch. So there might've been a thousand fans in the stadium. There might've been a thousand fans at Fenway Park watching this, watching this game. It wasn't a super cold day. And you got to think if there's 50 players, and probably, it's probably like 70 players in each team, times two teams, 140, times three family members. Well, pretty much all the families are. Like, it's just family that's at this game. There's, no, there's, nobody, there's nobody watching this. And in that game, of the top 14 ranked players on each team, so you take the best 14 players on, on both the teams, 12 of those players had opted out either for the transfer portal or they're protecting themselves from draft. an injury to the draft, or they just didn't feel like playing, one of the three. So, so the game was full of people who hadn't played all year. Like they were saying that at least half the guys who were playing hadn't, hadn't been in, hadn't been on the field all year. So that's not a representation of a bowl game for you at the end of the you season under. to, to have your, your bench together. And that is becoming apparent, like glaringly apparent in many of these early bowl games. And even some of the ones that are, that are mid, that are mid-level bowl games. So this bowl thing has become a total joke. It's not, it's not, the best playing the best for for bowl. It's becoming all these Mickey Mouse bowl games. I don't know if it's TV revenue that's making it happen, but it's uh it's becoming a uh, it's becoming a disaster. And I I the NCAA has to figure this out. Like, don't let these guys don't wait, don't open the transfer portal until after the bowl games or something. Like, don't don't let these guys leave and not play a game that they're on. They 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 went to school there. They got a scholarship there. They played a full season there. It, it, uh, it, it you know, I think, I think the moral this. of all of this, this whole pod may actually be that uh, sporting leagues cannot afford for you to get sick and watch their sports for 96 straight hours. Because you're, 
you're you're not uh, Mr. Positive if you have that much if you if your attention is strictly focused on I'm how not. they run their sport. Uh, it's it's not good for anybody. Not good for anybody. It's it's what, well, but there's flaws. I'm well, fine. Bearing flaws. I think the flaw is they don't expect anyone to ever watch it for that many consecutive hours. That's the flaw. They have too many games on consecutively. They got to break up the schedule. I agree. But come on, this this transfer, no, no, like I, these guys not playing bowl games. That's been going on for a few years now. I mean, it started about four or five years ago where the main college dudes, uh, like if Alabama wasn't the championship hunt, like half their team wouldn't play because they're like, I got to protect myself for the draft, which, you know what? The, the name, image, likeness thing needs to take care of that too. Say, listen, this is dependent on you playing in bowl games. Like we're paying, like, you know, shit yeah. like that. Like, they they got to figure that sort of yeah. thing out. Yeah. So, yeah. I listen, I'm with you, Kitch. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, it's, it's it's just like, or just don't have them. Don't have don't have forty five bowl games like these. These some of these early ones are just ridiculous. COVID, COVID kitsch is quite the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, I got to move on to AOB here because uh, my AOB uh, is sitting next to me today. Uh, so for our longtime listeners, uh, you'll remember that these two were part of a pod last year, and they're going to be doing a live pod uh, with me. Well, once we get to a certain number of. Uh, I think it's a thousand followers on TikTok. Once we have, and we're almost there. We're almost at a thousand. We are allowed to do live shit then. So I told the boys, one, one really? game, we're going to live pod, and I'll have them there with me, and we can, uh, we'll bring them back in the universe. But uh, in anticipation of that, and John, this will be some good TikTok stuff here, I'm sure. Uh, well, please welcome back to the pod, uh, one young uh, Bobby Bart, and one pain in the ass uh, Johnny Bart. Yeah, yeah, boys. So, hey, remember, speak boys. to the mic. How are you, boys? Okay, what are we doing? Well, Sam, what do you want to talk to Kitch about? Kitch, give me a topic to talk about. Well, the Raptors <laughs> well you guys are coming on. What are you gonna when you when you come on the pod? What are you guys What are you guys gonna do? You gonna what's what's what am I looking for? Dignar should be fired first of all. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So, Johnny, Johnny, I gotta ask you: Are are you st- is is like is are we still building the uh, Scotty Barnes statue? Is that still going up? Because you were big on that last year. I never said anything about Scotty Barnes being my favorite of all time. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't. Oh, I was yeah, okay. always a Pascal right. Siakam guy. Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. But when all Nick right. Nurse draws up a play where Pascal Siakam dribbles the ball on the three-point line with 10 seconds left to shoot it off the dribble, Pascal Siakam, the guy makes one three a game, but he's our shooter down the stretch. He's the guy. I totally agree. Terrible call. Terrible oh, call, Joy. I, I, I have one here, and it's from Zach Lowe. Yeah. This may have been talked about already, but um, according to Zach Lowe, OG is wanted by every team in the entire league, and that the haul for him could be close to the haul that the Cavs had to give up for Donovan Mitchell. Um, that's what Zach Lowe said. I'm not going to – I mean, if we could get first-rounders and some young studs for OG, I would do it. In a heartbeat. One one shock me is, is his trade value has never been better. The like Bart said on the pod today, he could give, he could fill a piece that uh, that we don't have, and uh, that 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 team doesn't have when when he gets into a playoff run. And uh, yeah, that in this day and age, nothing like look look at Rudy Gobert. Look what they gave up for him, and and so yeah, God, they'll pay for defensive guys that are that are above average. So definitely definitely one shock me. We got a good a good consortium for uh, something like OG. Are you all in this year, kids? Or are you? Blow it up! Oh, I'm out. yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, have you, have so you been listening out. to the pods? So have you not, have you not been listening to the pods? Yeah, no, I'm a Leafs fan. I want Victor Webinyama on our team next year. I am sell the farm. Get get rid of Freddie. Get rid of Gary. Get get rid of everybody but Pascal. 
and um, you, Scott, Scotty, you got to keep no, Scotty. You got to get rid of Scotty too. We couldn't know. I hate. <laughs> hang on, John. Hang on, Johnny. Johnny. Holy, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. I know. Johnny, you need to you need to look up uh, the word hypocrite. It's like, take a look at the dictionary. Look at the hypocrite. I think there's a picture of you right there. I always wanted Jalen Suggs over. I was always a Jalen Suggs guy. <laughs> I always thought Jalen Suggs was better. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. One second. Okay, this is... You're you're only at forty minutes. You got plenty of time. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's a pain. I what I was gonna say now because. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, it breaks my heart every day to think that we could have had Kevin Durant on our team, and and didn't do it for a guy who's. Did you watch him? But did you watch him the other night when he was playing in the Nets? Like he's 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 yipping in everybody's face. Guys are telling you to foul. He's like, I did foul. He's, like, he's just he is a. I don't. I, I still don't want him. He's just a. He's a sucky baby, pain in the ass, whiny bitch. Yeah, I don't. I don't want him. But I do want a championship, and he's our best chance. So it also one second. It also would have been nice if we traded Kyle Lowry, who puts up five points a game now, for a Tyrese Maxey and a Tyrese yeah, Halliburton. That's his <laughs> well, name. It's Thibel Matisse Thibel. Sorry, 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 sorry. Johnny, any parting words in AOB segment? Uh yeah. This will be good. This will be on TikTok. Trade Scotty. It's terrible. <laughs> wow. 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 How how the ties have turned on here? Johnny is flavor of the day. He's a flavor of the day. <laughs> yes, he is. No, no, it's a TikTok nation. I apologize. That clearly zero prep time when that they begged to get on this thing. Zero prep time. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> you, you doorknob. All right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, you're done. All right, Kitch, any AOB for us? Yeah, I got, I, I got my super secret pub crawl tonight. Oh, all right. that. I got the start of the, the super secret pub crawl. Yeah, well, Ike, Ike, everybody, he, is, he is a super secret. Ike has a super secret pub crawl every year that uh, that only a select few get invited to. And uh and me and my gang of my gang of buddies, we always crash it. So it's uh, it's not that it's not that super oh. secret. And he's given up now. He just tells us where he tells us where we're going now. He doesn't he doesn't try to hide it from us. He's like, hey, this is where we're going. Just show up at some point. No, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. I saw that today. I was and I was like I said, I was really sorry. I was I couldn't make it. It would have been a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, but I mean, I can't wait for the ninety five updates that we'll get throughout the process. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well, it's still it's still drawing straws on who's going to. One of us, somebody has to carry Icom, and it's a big controversy on who's going to carry Icom. Well, like, I can tell you, it won't be one person. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless something's changed with Ike in the last two months, it won't be one person carrying them. All right, listen, I no, Johnny, you're done. Breaking news. Oh. Three minutes ago. What is it? Breaking news. Multiple NBA executives believe Gary Trent Jr. will opt out. Of his yeah, $18 million player option and enter free agency. Uh, okay. Honestly, you two, go away. That's not breaking news. We've known that. But everyone knows he's opting out. Okay. Listen, thank you. That Good good work there, Woj. Um, I hate but... Scotty. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kitch, we're going to wrap this thing. Obviously, not, we're never doing this again. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> okay. Daily Way, Kawhi. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win!